Today on the newscast, could Israel's longest-serving Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, be nearing the end of his run? Plus, more details are emerging that Iran and its proxies closely coordinated the recent Gaza war and are planning a much larger one to come. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast, a potential political earthquake in Israel right now as Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the longest serving leader in Israeli history, may soon be out of office. Now, Bibi has been at the helm since February 2009, over 12 consecutive years as Prime Minister. He also served as PM for three years between 1996 and 1999 for a total of 15 years overall as Israel's prime minister. That may, however, be about to change as soon as this week as a so-called change coalition, a merger of right-wing, left-wing, and centrist parties has aligned, and they say they are set to form a new government and oust Benjamin Netanyahu. Now, who is this change coalition? Well, the two main figures in it are someone on the right and someone in the middle of Israeli politics. Number one, on the right, from the Yamina party, is Naftali Bennett. Secondly, in the center, is Yair Lapid of the Yesh Atid party. Now, folks, what they are doing as part of this merger, and again, as I said, these are parties from across the Israeli political spectrum. You have right-wing parties aligned with radical left parties, and even an Arab Islamist party is joining this mix apparently as well. Not sure the long-term success or viability of such a far-flung coalition, but in the short term, the plan is Naftali Bennett. He is from the right-wing Yamina party. He will serve two years as prime minister. He would be the immediate successor to Benjamin Netanyahu. After those two years are done for Naftali Bennett, Yair Lapid of the centrist Yeshatid party would also serve two years as prime minister. So what you would have is a rotating premiership stretching over four years. Now, folks, call me crazy. Uh, I think it may be very hard for this coalition to survive for four years. Israeli politics are very volatile as, in general, as you may have figured out over the past few years. Look, Israel has had four elections in the past two years alone, and if this change coalition falls apart in the next 24 to 48 hours, by the way, the deadline is Wednesday, June 2nd, to announce whether they can form a new government or not. If that falls apart, it looks like Israel would go to a fifth, count them, fifth election over a two and a half year span. We'll see what happens here. There are feverish negotiations and discussions going on right now in Israel among these various factions. Tomorrow here on the newscast, we plan to have a top Israeli political analyst who will explain all of this for us from on the ground in Jerusalem. You won't want to miss that tomorrow. I know it can be kind of confusing, Israeli politics to say the least, but we will have a top expert on the issue tomorrow. You won't want to miss it. Not only that, uh, we should, by tomorrow, by the time the newscast hits the air tomorrow, Wednesday, June 2nd, we should have some answers. We should have a much better idea about what is going to happen. Will we have this so-called change coalition? 
or will we have a fifth election? Or will somehow, they've called Bibi Netanyahu the magician when it comes to Israeli politics, somehow could, in a last-ditch effort, could he form a right-wing coalition and remain in power? It looks very unlikely right now, but anything can happen in the wild world of Israeli politics, and in particular, in today's Middle East, expect the unexpected. So we are watching this very closely for you. It's obviously a huge story that impacts not only Israel, but the entire region and the world. You know, in his 15 years at the helm uh, as Israel's prime minister, and I said he's the longest serving leader in Israeli history at the top. Let me amend that to say in Israel's modern history, the modern state of Israel since 1948. Obviously, King David and others served much longer than that. But during that time, Benjamin Netanyahu has become known as the security prime minister. His specialty, his forte, has been the national security of Israel and the Jewish people, in particular countering Iran and its proxies. He said the Iran threat trumps everything to the point where even if it strains our relationship with the United States, we will do whatever we need to do to stop Iran from acquiring nuclear weapons. Now, this was a very noteworthy point, folks. That's Netanyahu's view, clearly. Even if it, look, harms relations with the U.S. because you know the Biden administration would not want Israel to take any action against Iran's nuclear weapons program. In fact, quite the opposite. The Biden administration is rushing headlong into a disastrous new Iran nuclear deal, which will really guarantee a war in the Middle East. So Netanyahu's saying, look, we are going to act and protect our interests as a sovereign nation. And if an existential threat is gathering in Iran, promising our destruction, sorry, America, we love you, but we have to do what's best for us and to preserve the lives of millions of Israeli citizens against this Iranian nuclear threat. Now, speaking of Iran, we've been telling you here in the newscast that this recent Gaza war where Hamas fired over 4,300 rockets at Israel over an 11-day span, we've been telling you it was a dry run for a larger conflict to come. What do I mean by that? Well, Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad are Iranian proxies. Iran surrounds Israel right now with a ring of fire from Gaza to Lebanon to Yemen to Iraq to Syria and beyond. Now, we have more details emerging that this recent war was exactly that, a dry run. And folks were getting it straight from the source. Iranian media, a Lebanese Hezbollah media, all sharing more and more details over the past two weeks since we've had that ceasefire take effect. Number one, reportedly during the Gaza war recently, Hamas, Hezbollah, and the Iranian regime, in particular Iran's Revolutionary Guards Corps, had a war room in Beirut, the Lebanese capital, where they were closely coordinating the war against Israel. That's number one. Number two, a top Iranian general said over the weekend in an interview on Iranian state TV, an Iranian Revolutionary Guards general said that, yes, we have Hamas, but we have an entire wing of resistance, as he would call them, groups in Lebanon, Hezbollah, Yemen, the Houthis, Iraq, Shia militias. He also named Afghanistan and Pakistan as, quote, resistance groups that are ready to take on Israel. The whole gamut of Iranian proxies. 
A third interesting point here, the leader of Yemen's Houthis, according to various Middle East media sources, wanted to get involved in this recent round of hostilities between Israel and Hamas and went so far as to ask Hamas, hey, what are some uh, Israeli military targets that we can strike with drones and missiles? Now, we know, or you know, if you've been watching the newscast here on a regular basis, that the Houthis are armed to the teeth with attack drones and ballistic missiles that they are using on a practically daily basis against Saudi Arabia, drones and missiles supplied by, surprise, surprise, the Iranian regime. Now, Hamas apparently told the Houthis, hey, we've got it, not yet. Not yet, meaning a future conflict, Houthis. Yes, we will need you, but not quite yet. So that's an interesting point. A fourth point along these lines of this coalition, this coordination, this collaboration between Iran and its proxies, apparently some Iranian-backed Iraqi Shia militias also had conversations with Hamas, Hezbollah, and the various factions during this latest round of fighting. And let's not forget that both the leaders of Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad openly thanked Iran. I'm talking Ismail Haneya, the political leader of Hamas, on video thanked Iran for its military and financial support during the recent war, and the leader of Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the other top Iranian proxy in Gaza, sent a letter to the supreme leader of Iran, yes, thanking him for his support for, again, the resistance against the Zionist entity, as they would call it. What does this all mean? It means, as one Israeli expert said today, the recent war between Israel and Hamas could very well be the last single front war that Israel fights for some time. That means, look, one node, I guess you would say, of that Iranian ring of fire was activated last month in the war. But in the future, there is a pretty strong certainty that the other rings on that ring of fire will be activated. I'm talking not only Gaza, of course, but as I mentioned, Hezbollah in Lebanon, the most lethal Iranian proxy, the Houthis to the south in Yemen, hey, they want to throw their hats in the ring, and also those Shia militias in Iraq and Syria, all of them potentially will be activated in a future war. And one of the things we were all watching pretty closely during this latest conflict was, okay, Hamas is bombarding Israel, will Hezbollah get involved? That was a big question. Ultimately, Hezbollah restrained itself, or should I say, its master in Tehran restrained Hezbollah from getting involved. In my view, folks, Iran was preserving Hezbollah for a larger war to come. I've called it the Great Northern War. I think it's going to kick off uh, to the north of Israel, between Israel and Hezbollah in Lebanon and Syria. But that ring of fire will expand during that war to involve Hamas, the Houthis, Iraqi Shia militias, potentially a whole host of Iranian proxies, and perhaps even Iran directly in a future war. Iran is waiting for the moment where they feel ready, they feel strong enough, they feel their proxies are built up enough where they can finally, in their view, fulfill their goal of destroying Israel. Hey, a nuclear weapon would certainly aid Iran in that goal. Here's the good news. That goal will never come to fruition, folks. We have read the book, Israel is back in their ancestral homeland. Never, and I mean never, 
to be uprooted again. The God of Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. He still sits on the throne and the enemies of Israel are in for a rude awakening. The book of Psalms says on a few occasions that God sees Israel's enemies plotting and scheming and he quite literally laughs. So I know it looks nasty right now and it is very dangerous without a doubt, but Israel will be just fine. Bank on it. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Remember, a breakdown of potentially new leadership in Israel. We'll be bringing it to you tomorrow. We're keeping a very close eye on it. Until then, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.